You are listening to Words from the Servants, a podcast produced by the Servants of the Word, an international ecumenical brotherhood of men living symbol for the Lord. You can download this podcast from our website or access it on iTunes or any other podcasting apps. Galatians 5, verses 22 to 26. But the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control. Against such there is no law, and those who belong to Christ Jesus have crucified the flesh with its passions and desires. If we live by the Spirit, let us also walk by the Spirit. Let us have no self-conceit, no provoking of one another, no envy of one another. This passage, Paul is speaking about the fruit of the Holy Spirit that's dependent on having been put to death with Christ Jesus in order to be raised with him to live a new life. He begins by listing the fruit of the Spirit, love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control. And he says that against such, there is no law. In these, then, we live under the new law of the Holy Spirit. The life of the Holy Spirit in us produces these fruits, which are primarily fruit of the Spirit in relationship with one another. So love is fairly obvious. Peace is not an internal tranquility, but good relationship. Patience, kindness, goodness, Faithfulness, gentleness are all ways in which we relate to others, uh, showing the character of God himself, who's patient and kind and good, who's faithful, dealing with others in gentleness, that is to say, not insisting on our own way or domineering over others. Self-control is necessary for living this pattern of life characterized by these qualities. And then joy is maybe the, what would seem to be the odd man out here. But joy is not so much an experience of internal happiness or uh, delight, although it doesn't preclude that. And the Christian life normally includes an experience of delight and happiness. Joy here is something like living in the light of the resurrection. And living in light of the resurrection then also contributes to living this life of love and peace and patience and so on, because it disposes us toward the things of this life with a certain kind of holy detachment. We don't become insistent on our own way. We don't strive with one another for the things of this life. We don't envy one another because we know that the time is coming when he who has not spared his only son will give us all good things with him. Paul says, those who belong to Christ Jesus have crucified the flesh with its passions and desires. Earlier in the letter to the Galatians, Paul has said in verses 19 to 20 of chapter 2, I through the law, die to the law that I might live to God. In other words, through the teaching of the old covenant, I died 
to the Old Covenant dispensation in and of itself. We've meditated already on the New Covenant that comes with the power and life of the Holy Spirit to enable us to keep God's commandments, to live His covenant faithfully. Paul says that through the teaching of the Old Covenant, he's now been released from that dispensation in order that he might live to God in the Holy Spirit. I have been crucified with Christ. It is no longer I who live, but Christ who lives me in the life. I now live in the flesh. I live by faith in the Son of God who loved me and gave himself for me. The tense for crucified here in the Greek is called the perfect. It's a past action that has an ongoing effect. I've been crucified with Christ, and the effect of that is that the old man, the old human being, has died so that now the life that Paul lives in the flesh, and here he doesn't mean by the flesh the sinful nature, which flesh sometimes means in Paul, but something more like the purely natural life. The life that I now live, I live by faith in the Son of God who loved me and gave himself for me. Those who belong to Christ, Paul says in our passage here in chapter 5, have crucified the flesh with its passions and desires. And here the tense of the verb crucified is one used for a one-time act, a punctiliar act. The point is that those who belong to Christ Jesus have made a fundamental turn. They've made a decisive change. They've turned from sin to God. They've put behind them the life that's lived according to the sinful nature. He says they've crucified the flesh with its passions and desires. And when he uses the term passions here, he doesn't mean just any strong feelings, but most often in the New Testament, the term passion, epithumia in the Greek, refers to a disordered desire. It's passions, that is to say, it's disordered desires that come from the corruption of sin, and it's fallen desires. And he concludes by saying, if then we live now, like Paul, having been crucified with Christ, let us also live by the Spirit. If we now live because the Spirit is within us, giving life to us spiritually, even in our mortal life here, let us also walk or live the pattern of life that is marked by the fruit of the Holy Spirit. Let us have no self-conceit, no provoking of one another, no envy of one another. Having been crucified with Christ, we now live in the power of the Holy Spirit Let us live in love for one another. Let us live without self-conceit, but with concern for the other, without provoking one another, but instead being patient with one another, not envying one another, because we find our joy in the resurrection of Christ and in the hope of the life to come. Paul here speaks about the change that comes about through being joined with Christ in his crucifixion, that we might rise with him to living a new kind of life in the power of the Holy Spirit. This podcast was produced by the Sermons of the Word. 
Brotherhood of Celibate Men that is part of the Soul of the Spirit and International Ecumenical Network of Covenant Communities. For similar and other content, visit us on servantsoftheword.org. If you liked what you listened to, please leave us a review on iTunes.